Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Greetings, comrades, and welcome to the Eastern Border. Today's episode is not going to be fun. Today's episode is there to horrify you, to make you feel bad. Why? Because at this point, you know, I was supposed to kind of introduce this episode with a line that says that I was interviewed by another podcast, which I won't even mention the name of right now, because, well, you know, turns out that these people were... um, kind of indecisive about where they stand in this war. They were like, oh, but Russia had better information and more believable at the start. Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. No, they didn't. But you know that. But I, I don't, didn't blame them during the interview. It was super polite. If you'll find out and you'll notice me being tagged somewhere, you'll know. But after Vinitsa, fuck it. I'm sorry, this is my angry post again. However, this time it is intended to make you angry. Why? Because... Well, this time I didn't lose anyone personally, which is, well, you know, a good thing because I've been visiting some therapy, but uh, hey, finally a ginormous tragedy where Christophs didn't lose anyone on his own, you see. That's the biggest event, and uh, all of this episode will be dedicated just to that. It took me some time to record because I just couldn't get my head around it. See, it's a complex thing. Okay, so Russia is running out of precision missiles. There are very few HIMARS in Ukraine, like six, right? And some more being sent. However, however, Russian side is just, you know, under fire constantly. They're being spotted by drones and everything's happening. So they have nothing to respond to HIMARS, the high precision things. So they had to bomb something, something in a way that would hurt, that would send a message, that the lower lower ranks, like, you know, colonels and majors could account to Putin that they've done something. And they did. They bombed a city 80 kilometers from the front lines in Donetsk, Vinitsa. And they did it. <laughs> and this is, again, tying into logistics issues with an uh, anti-ship missile, no less, fired from a, from a submarine. Because Russia is now using anti-ship and anti-air missiles to fire ground targets. Although they're less valuable. Interesting, eh? And the thing is, they targeted something called an officer's house. 
Now, I don't blame you Westerners for thinking that this is something to do with the army. However, it's the same thing as that we call, you know, what Americans call town halls. You know, the places where people go to meet, where concerts are held, where various community play, community events are being happening. In, in Eastern Europe, at least in Latvia, we call them culture houses. But as they were mostly built for officers, dance parties or concerts for officers, because army was everywhere back in Zarystera, in Ukraine and other Slavic countries and east, uh, like even eastern parts of everything, they're called officers' houses. We also had a few of them there, but, you know, we just renamed them culture houses to unify the name, basically. Our central one is called the culture palace. It, it's a thing. So, Putin decides that vengeance, bloody vengeance, is the right way to answer for HIMARS. So, um, he claims that one of these culture houses, and um, this is the official response, by the way, is that... Um, a meeting was supposed to be held there between um, Western partners in Ukraine about weapons deliveries. So we bombed it with rockets. In Vinnytsia, which is just, it's not a huge town, and a culture house where a concert was supposed to be held, and we have documentation on this. And why would anyone go to fucking Vinnytsia to do anything? Like, this is lies to end degree, because they had to, like, account for it somehow. And the missile was launched from from a submarine, no less, because, well, <laughs> they're running out of normal missiles. At any rate, there are many dead people there, among them kids, and we have videos on Instagram from the mom whose leg was blown off and who died, and from her kid who was just four when she died. And to even more contradict this whole narrative that Russia pushes with their lies, and yes, they lie about everything, that they were aiming at this because it was some sort of military target, there have been literally zero military deaths from this event. Only civilians have suffered. Kids, moms, people who had nothing to do with violence whatsoever. Only civilians. No military targets were hurt. I repeat this once again. Only military targets. And to make this even worse, because, oh, I'm going to make this a lot worse before you finish this episode. I went on a pro-Russian telegram channel. You know, the messenger, they have groups and everything, and I um, I have a collection of some, some comments, mostly posted by... um. By women, as you'll as you'll notice here, because they're trying to push things through, and it's gonna get even worse before we finish this episode. This episode is supposed to provoke you a bit of anger, since I'm I'm pretty angry right now, and happiness is mandatory. But uh, you'll understand. Picked up some choice comments. Yudmila Lukyanenko, four likes. Translated, kill them all. Bochachlov, or God of God of Hochli, who Hochli is basically like the N word just for Ukrainians in Russian. Translation: I'll open a bottle of champagne for eight dead bodies in Vinnytsia. Dobry Eech, the good Eech. Нет там мирных. А если там 
to star- jeśli jest to stronnik faszystów. 12 likes. There are no civilians, and if there are, then they are fascism supporters. Natalia. Natalie. Oi, kakarasho. Like and a heart. Oh, how wonderful. Iama. Takie tak должны być każdy czas. Translation. Such attacks should be happening every hour. Response to re- response to someone who stated, "Holy shit, we just literally killed only civilians and kids." Idzie nachoj, to wam za nowy kochowku. Fuck you, that's our range for nowa kochowka, which is an ammo stockpile. Here it was literally just kids and civilians. Fourteen uh, likes on this. And Dania Bruno, or well, Dania Bruno. I this is bizarre, but um. <clears throat> Slava Putinu za wszystkich dzieci Donbasa gorycie w pieple mrazi Banderskowie. Translation. Glory to Putin. Burn in hell for Don for all the kids of Donbas. Bander Bander filth. I mean, look. Information more believable from Putin, really? Seriously? I'm sorry, but at this point I will. Not advertise anything. For one, I'm I, I have officially become a NAFO member. You yeah, the one with the little Shiba Inus in their profile because a listener of mine donated money directly and uh yeah, I got an official avatar and everything. So that's good, but uh yeah, I mean we have a tragedy where incompetence is used to basically use an anti-ship missile to bomb a purely civilian target, where civilians die, including kids, which have posted videos on Instagram, which are making rounds. And on social media, Russians are celebrating the deaths of little fucking kids. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm sorry, guys. I'm I'm at my dad's place right now. I'm in Ludz. I was supposed to have some relaxing weekend. I'm going to a therapist. I'm, I'm having some relaxation, and and then one of the harshest, most brutal crimes happen here. But you we're talking about like people on Twitter. You should follow me on Twitter. Again, I always repeat this at Eastern underscore border. I post pictures there. There's a picture of, of this telegram thread. There's proof, links, everything there. And and I was supposed to go to my hometown because Ludza is kinda like West Virginia. We have like moonshine here and we go to hunt moose and deer and everything. 
and it's it, people have guns here one of the few places in Latvia and Latgal where people have guns and we have freezer and everything and I was supposed to have a bit of a chill weekend and then this happens this happens okay and um and again this this also kind of every time this happens it, it just puts into context every time when when people just blame the west about everything how how we're evil and how we're trying to oppress Russia no no we're not and they know it they really know it because Another thing that happened was that I was I was sent a picture of um of a propaganda poster from Russia. And this poster was basically kind of an invitation because in Russia Putin really tries to kind of not do a mobilization effort. He refuses to mobilize even partially. So what they're doing right now is trying to kind of get people from the regions and I'm saying regions specifically here because neither Moscow and or St. Petersburg is involved. They're trying to get these people to basically volunteer for the army service. And there's a video of like an 80-year-old man being basically forced to read whatever is thrown in his way to 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 basically make people uh, volunteer. And that's just ridiculously stupid. But they've also started spreading propaganda posters. And these propaganda posters basically compare the service and the Russian military to going to university. And they post that you don't need an education. Education's bad for you. Go join Russian army. You won't have a debt. You won't have a debt if you buy an apartment. And it's much better, you know. Join join as a contractor. It's gonna be great. Or join a private military company. Because thinking is bad, kids. Shooting other people dead. Shooting kids is good. Jesus, that's gonna be taken out of context. I hope everyone understood. I'm being super sarcastic here, and I have no no intention to being nice i'm angry i'm 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 angry because you know the 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 russian opposition that i listen to the 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 guys who are anti war and everything they're trying to tell me that oh no it's a lie that russians support this but then i go and i see these hateful comments and everything and it's kind of hard to disbelieve that 80% of people support putin i mean it's gone through it's a post truth society it's hard. It's even harder for me not to to be super hateful, to take Russian opinion into account. It's harder and harder. With every atrocity, it becomes harder to listen to the Russian position. I can't do it. It's it's kind of like it's kind of like you know asking asking Jews to listen to the Nazi opinion and Nazi viewpoint after every atrocity, after every uncovered concentration camp. I can't do it. It's difficult, and this is why I'm going to a therapist. I can't, I, I can't possibly figure this stuff out normally because this is the heavy stuff. And and to top this all off, to make my day even more glorious and fucking amazing, you know, the British POW, the one that you know was one of the one of the guys who actually had a Ukrainian citizenship also, and who was volunteering fight for Ukraine he was executed for being a mercenary because Donetsk Lugansk they're fair, they're all good good guys anyone trying to help Ukraine those are evil and literally just before three minutes before recording this episode this just popped in because uh, a listener of mine shared the link of a video with me and the video was of that British POW being forced to sing the Russian anthem in Russian to humiliate him because he doesn't speak Russian and he sings really poorly and he's worried and he's being forced to do this at gunpoint 
And the saddest part is that we know that he's been executed since. So they humiliated him and then they shot him. I mean, this is... I have no words, okay? I have no words. This is evil. And and, and I, I've, I've had enough of whataboutism. I've had enough of picking sides. I mean, there is one clear side that kills kids, bombs civilian targets, is cheerful. Their population is cheerful about killing children and that humiliate POWs before executing them. I mean... Other things in the front are all quiet, but this is kind of like Remarks, all quiet on the Western Front. It's their vengeance about HIMARS. They can't hit anything military, so they do horrific things. Well then, I hope more HIMARS are coming. And uh, I wish to see Kremlin burn. Happiness is mandatory. Please consider becoming our patrons. I wish that I will, you know, one day cease to talk about all these atrocities and get back to historical episodes. <laughs> I'm trying to get my mental health in order, you know. I'm doing this for you. I'm going to be in U.S. in August the 5th in New York City. And uh, then I'm going to gonna go to upstate New York, then from there to Maine, and then I'm going to take trains to Boston and Philly and to Washington, D.C., because I want to see your monuments there and everything. And I hope that, well, I'll, of course, be recording and taking my laptop with me, but hope to meet you there. Please reach out to me, because, you know what, I am um, not a rich man, so uh, if I can stay at your place and crash and maybe, you know, share a barbecue with you, that'd be nice. This is tiring. I'm getting tired of this war. Hope you all are. Oh, and uh, final notice on the bright side. I mean, um, the Russian diplomats in Brussels made an agreement that, uh, yeah, sure, Lithuania is forced now to allow all the sanctioned goods to pass through from Belarus uh, by to Lithuania to Kaliningrad, basically. Lithuanian prime minister stated that, um, yeah, we'll obviously do this, but uh, well, the current regime of nothing going through will continue until we, um, you know, run through bureaucracy, finish up, um, you know, uh, finish up figuring in our parliament how this will function and work out. You know, any day now, hundred um, percent. Let's make sure the rails are safe, okay? Check them inch by inch with two brothers. Mm-hmm. And that's the best answer that I can get for Brussels. Well, two can play the bureaucracy game. Ah, sorry, guys, but, like, Vinitsa just left me speechless. No military targets, no military personnel dead, just civilian casualties. And Russians celebrating that shit. До свидания. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.